there's one of these nights. Oh, you're slipping already, Joel Nelson. Save that for the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Joel had taken to playing the Eagles one of these nights at the very beginning of the show and at the uh, at the very end of the show. But I'll, I'll settle for Tyler Childers. That's fine with me. Twitter brought to you uh, by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Peters Township. Visit them online, southhillsjeep.com. It's been a little while for me. I've been over doing shows on KDK 100.1 FM. I was on vacation before that, and I have the last of my vacation days start on December 22nd. We talk about a lot of things tonight. We'll talk to Mike DeFabo, who covers the Pittsburgh Steelers for The Athletic. We'll do that in about one hour from now. We hear from A.B., Antonio Brown. Yes, we do. That's coming on in the uh, 8 o'clock hour. We hear from Antonio Brown. So there is that. Wait to hear what he has to say. He's got a lot to say always, so I can't wait to hear uh, from him. All that being said, oh, before I dive into it too deep, and by the way, if I haven't said my name's Colin Dunlap, I hope Chris Muller feels okay. He was a little bit sniffly. He had his hood up. Uh, he was, you know, we're not like roofers or iron workers or steam fitters or anything like that, but we're humans, and it sucks getting sick, and he was like grinding through the show. So I really do, and he's got little ones at home, which always sucks when you're sick, and they don't want to hear that you're sick. So I hope that Chris Muller is okay. I really do. Fan text line hit me there. Brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Now, I don't know if my son was joking or if he was serious. So he has Instagram. He's 12. So does my daughter. It's very regulated and it's like locked. You're only allowed to, and we have to say whoever he can be Instagram friends with and whatever. And he sent a message out after he'd been saying this all day yesterday or the day before or whatever it was. He sent a message out of the box score of Vikings Raiders. 3 nothing Vikings Raiders. And over top of it, he splayed where he wrote, greatest game in NFL history. Right? And now my son is not a big NFL fan. He's a big, if you ever listen to my show, a gigantic NASCAR fan. So I don't know if he was serious or not. I think it was with tongue firmly planted in cheek. But it got me thinking about what is all over the internet right now, about how this league stinks, about is it parody, P-A-R-I-T-Y, or is it parody, P-A-R-O-D-Y? I don't know. Where I am with this, and again, how I run a show is this. I like to give my opinion. It's not right or it's not wrong. It's just my opinion. And then build off of it with you, the caller, at 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. And you serve sort of as a co-host, right? So people complaining that the NFL is a bad product. I don't know. These are the best football players in the world still. And the parody for me, P-A-R-I-T-Y, has been great. There's a bunch of teams clumped together, and I'll give you real numbers in just a moment. The league lacks superior quarterback play of the past. That's what it is, right? But the games, to me at least, have been entertaining as ever even if it's not the best quality. I kind of like a ton of teams in the mix. Now, when people say the product is terrible, okay. When people say it's over-officiated, okay. When people say the fix is in, no. There's too many moving parts for it ever to be fixed. It's just not, and it can't be, and that's nonsense. And when I hear that from people, I just kind of laugh. But all that being said, this is the ebbs and the flows 
and of a league with a cap and a league in which this is what they want. It's also a direct correlation, I think, and that a lot of people I talk to, their favorite team stinks right now, and it's not very good, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's chat about this. Is it fun to watch the NFL now? Because I don't know about you, but I can guess something, and I might be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of things, but I can guess something, that when the ratings come out at the end of this week, at the end of the month, and particularly at the end of the year. And those are the ones that I want to pay attention to. At the end of this 18-game se- season, right? Whenever it's all done, 17-game season, 18 weeks. When it's all done and it's all finished and they go and they tabulate it all, I can probably guess here that the executives will be happy. That there's not going to be some big gigantic drop-off. Really, I can just feel that. And that, to me, is probably the biggest prediction. Now, while average NFL viewership declined 3% versus 2021, it was almost an entirely a function of Thursday night football moving from linear television to Amazon Prime. If you take away those 15 games that a lot of people just can't find, because they're on Amazon Prime, or a lot of people don't have Amazon Prime, or a lot of people don't want to be bothered with Amazon Prime. The NFL has posted a solid 4% gain again and had its best overall delivery in years. That's where we are. So any losses right now are due to what the hell channel is that Thursday night thing on? Amazon Prime? I don't have that, or I can't find that. It is as strong as ever. Does it impact you, the product on the field, with your enjoyability of these games, if that's even a word? Will it ever go so far for you as to say, I ain't watching? Like for me, with my son, jagging me off, 3 nothing. I watched the end of Vikings Raiders and was riveted. And if you go through some of the scores from this week, Bucks and Falcons, 29-25. 28-13, Lions lose to the Bears. 34 points, the Bengals scored over the Colts. The Browns and the Jaguars, I thought that was a great game to watch. Was it fraught and uh, wrought with great play and really high energy and, and high-level play? No, not all the time. It was a comedy of errors. Saints and Panthers, same way. Panthers stink. They kicked two field goals. Jets and Texans, you knew who was going to win that, right? No. It was 30-6, to and those two teams you thought going into it were much more closely matched. Ravens and Rams, they scored what? 67 points or something between them? 49ers and Seahawks, eh, decently enjoyable game, right? And the Bills and the Chiefs, my goodness, what are we talking about? Probably the officiating, but you know what? They got it right. It ended up being a 2017 game, and it was a game in which was really exciting right to the end, even with the play that was not. The Broncos got good quarterback play. They slammed the Chargers. And then you had the Cowboys, two 10-3 teams, the Cowboys and the Eagles now, and the Cowboys just ran them off the field by 20 points. So I ask you this at 412-928-9370. Is it really to the point where it's affecting your viewership? 
Because with this parody, and people are right, P-A-R-I-T-Y, for some P-A-R-O-D-Y, everyone has played 13 games right now. 23 teams have seven wins or less. Seven wins or less. So while I field calls or I look at texts or I talk to people and they say, NFL stinks. Man, the NFL is bad. Oh, my gosh. couple things at play. One, there ain't a lot of people shutting it off. Your Sunday is still owned and controlled by the NFL, and by some magnetic gravitational pull, you find the remote and you put it on. Right? That's the way that it works. That's the first thing. The second thing is this. It's going to continue to be that way. And the last thing, isn't this exactly what the NFL has wanted? Isn't this a they got you right where they want you because in a lot of markets, your team has a chance. Your team has a chance. When you look at the standings, right? There are so many teams. When it gets into playoff possibilities, if you live in a market where you have a team, or if you just root for somebody, a lot of teams right now, there's more a chance than not that they fall into that graphic, at the very least, in the hunt. And for that, you still have that flicker of hope. The NFL, that is their number one goal. They want... For you to have hope for as long as possible or for your team to play as long as possible in games of consequence. Unleash hell in December, if you will. And that's what the NFL is doing. So for every Joe and Jimmy and Mike out there who I keep hearing from how bad it is, or for every time that I go to Twitter or whatever the hell it's called now that Elon wants to call it, X right? Whatever, every time I go to Twitter and somebody's dogging the NFL, nobody's shutting it off. The games for me are competitive. I can't get away from it on Sunday and I'm not the only one. We'll get into the officiating a little bit later, but let's chat now. 412-928-9370. Dave's in Mon City and Dave leads us off. Hi, Dave. Hey, Colin, how you doing? All your points are very salient. That's exactly on point. But the, my biggest complaint, well, we do like to complain. So we watch a two complain. Well, do you know what the two biggest pastimes in Pittsburgh are? Complaining and fireworks. <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing that bothers me the most is that the NFL can do no wrong. You're not allowed to say they did any wrong. Oh, you sure can. You sure can. And I'm giving you a sounding board now if you'd like to say that something's wrong. Not us. We can and we do. I'm talking about the players, the coaches. You're not allowed to say nothing or you're going to get a big fine. It shouldn't be that way. You should be able to say whether it's a good product or not. Who's going to know better than those guys playing it? Those great football players, those great coaches. Do you know what? It ebbs and it flows. And you know why I think part of it isn't a great product right now? The outflux, if you will, if that's the opposite of influx and an antonym of influx. I don't know if it is, and I don't really care, but the outflux of great quarterbacks over the past half decade or so. One right here in town, one that does a podcast, one that lives in Sewickley, one that wore number seven. 
There's a bunch of markets that have guys like that. It feels like there's, over the past five, six years or so, a lot more good quarterbacks that have left the league than good quarterbacks that have entered the league. This league is always going to ebb and flow. It's always going to rise and sink with its quarterback play. And right now what we're seeing is a sink in quarterback play. And the ones that were, a lot of the ones that were supposed to be good that are in, are now hurt. And I lend a lot of it to that. But let's chat. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. I can't wait until tomorrow. If you don't know, tomorrow, 7 o'clock, Mike's Beer Bar, right down there by the stadiums, right down there by PNC Park, just kind of catty corner. Do you think young kids know what catty corner means, by the way? Nonetheless, I'll use it. But just catty corner to the left field entrance at PNC Park, Mike's Beer Bar right there. Not even catty corner, like right across the street, actually. We are having our sing, our Christmas karaoke. Merry Hours will be better than Mariah Carey. I think Pomp is going to show up. I'm sure, maybe. Filipponi sings very well. There's a bunch of different people who are showing up that sing. I'll be there with a couple friends. I don't know if I'll sing on the fence, but you need to get there just to see Mary Hours sing. She will. Mariah Carey just had a concert here. I bet at this stage in her career, as it's dwindling a little bit, auto-tune, all that stuff, Mary Hours is better than her. Straight up right now. Mary Hours is in the prime of her singing career. Mariah Carey is like, it's like, oh, I can't even. Well, like Ben in the last year where he couldn't throw over the middle. That's what Mariah Carey was a couple weeks ago, or last week or whatever it was, down at the arena. So show up, see Mary Hours tomorrow. It's going to be a great time. Your call's coming up next. We'll get into the officials as well. And one guy said something about Mike Tomlin. One media member said something about Mike Tomlin that I'll get to before this hour is out. And I think you have to absolutely pay attention to. Time for the annual City of Pittsburgh Gingerbread House competition. Visit this amazing display. Grand lobby of the City County Building, including the Odyssey Pittsburgh Gingerbread House display. Yes, get there. Vote online for your favorite to win Pittsburgh's or to win the People's Choice Award. Details, check it all out. PittsburghPA.gov forward slash gingerbread. 624 on your Tuesday every Every single day runs together this time of year. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's just always Tuesday, it feels like. Oh, this isn't good. Breaking news from Dayan Kovacevic, DK Sports, uh, you know him, that uh, he writes just a few minutes ago, sources tell him Andy Rodriguez needs elbow surgery. The Pirates, if they didn't have bad luck, they'd have no luck at all. But th- does it is it strike anybody else they have far too many medical things that happen. I don't I don't know if it's disproportionate to other franchises. I don't know. It just feels like good players get hurt too much with the Pittsburgh Pirates. So keep an ear to the ground for that, but day on the first person on that. We are talking football. 412-928-9370. Mike DeFabo, seven o'clock from the Athletic, one of the good callers out there, Sean and Imperial. Sean, what about this parody in the NFL? Well, <clears throat> thanks for taking the call, Colin. I would say I enjoy it. Like, I was I was locked in last night to the double-barrel Monday Night Football action, just pounding the uh, the recall button on the controller. So I really enjoyed it. But I, I, if you would allow it, I wanted to ask you kind of a, a fun and interesting question. You know how the, the Steelers 
you know, like their their fraternity and their alumni as they should. You know, six Super Bowls. Uh, we should we should be proud of that. But I wanted to ask you, you know, hypothetically, in 20 years from now, this this current team, how many how many individuals on this roster do you think would be invited back as an alumni to you know go out on the field and, and get a round of applause? And then when you take it one step further, how many would be on the offensive side of the ball? Uh, Jalen Warren would be invited back, I think. I think that – now, do you consider Chris Boswell an offensive player? Absolutely. Chris Boswell, Pat Fryermuth, I think. I think that Broderick Jones will make his way into a very good Pittsburgh Steeler. I think because he's from here, this is crazy, and he's more of a specialist. Christian Kuntz will always be that guy like Robin Cole that's like hanging around. You know what I mean? Oh, he's going to be the next Greg Warren. That's actually my buddy. I, I golfed with Christian a few months ago. I'm really good buddies with his brother. Um, but I think when, when you look at that offensive line, you know, you mentioned Broderick, and he's absolutely, you know, going to be a stud. But it's bizarre that Mason Cole seems to be the, the obvious vocal leader, and I think he's the worst, the worst player on that line. Yeah, that's the thing, and that's been a big talk, and it was a talk about on Ben's podcast and everything in terms of the lack of an offensive vocal leader. Um, that probably would be the quarterback if the quarterback wasn't hurt, you know, in fairness. But it is glaring, and it is obvious that they don't have that. But let's talk about this parody in the National Football League. I do want to talk about the officiating a little bit later. And also, toward the end of the 7 o'clock hour, the Steelers going to Indianapolis – Reminds me of the greatest barroom story in the one of the most insane scenes that I've ever seen. Like, you know, Zach Bryan, that singer, he always talks about the great American bar scene, right? I, I saw something in Indianapolis in a tavern, in a bar, right there by the dome, that was one of the most surreal scenes I've ever seen in my life. And I've been in a barroom or two, and it involved Paul Zeiss. And I'll tell that story in the 7 o'clock hour. Anyway, four one two nine two eight nine three seven zero is that number. Mike's in Brentwood. Hi, Mike. Hey, Colin. I hope you're well, my friend. I'm doing very well. How are you on this Tuesday evening? I'm great. I'm on my way to my uh, my work Christmas party. Nice. Well, uh, you know, don't do anything silly. Uh, we don't drink. It's the uh, it's the Painters Union Christmas party. We go and win, win some raffles and eat some food. There you, you go. Know, talk, talk a little trash. All right. But, what are, now, when you're talking about football right now, let's say it's not at the Painters Union thing. Let's say it's at wherever or at the Painters Union thing. Do you yeah. find that people like, like, okay, like I look at the NFC South, right? The Buccaneers are six and seven. Atlanta six and seven. New Orleans six and seven. Carolina is one and twelve. I look at mm -hmm. the uh, uh, the one NFC division, and it's nine and four, seven and six, six and seven. Uh, with Minnesota and those teams. Like, do they like the fact that there is no clear-cut running away with it and a bunch of teams are jumbled together, Mike? Oh, absolutely. And what I was going to address was you said about the quarterbacks going down. I mean, they're they're putting up, like, uh, you know, tight ends and stuff, Kelsey, even his brother. You're seeing more about linemen and, and tight ends and stuff like that now. I think that's how they're trying to spread the NFL and open it up more and get more people involved. Yeah, I – you know, you I agree with you. The Swifties involved now buying jerseys and stuff, and that's what it's all about for Mr. Goodell. You know, that's the bottom line, how much do they make each year, right? Right, and how many people can be exposed to it? I think the NFL is getting precisely what they want. 
And that is the amount of exposure to it, the amount of teams that are still in it, and so many people that just live on the uh, on the seat of their or on the edge of their seat every single week. I want you to listen to something because people are saying, "Well, the product stinks because the officials are bad." And by the way, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid both made themselves out to be asses the other night because of what happened after it found out, after you saw it, that Tony was just totally in the wrong. But listen to Troy Aikman on Monday Night Football. The problem with all this is just make a call. You know, I mean, there's 13 seconds in the half. They're not good deal. Just make a decision. And this is what stops all these games. And the officials, I know, they've been... They've been talked about every week, but this is ridiculous that we're watching right now. Okay, so Troy Aikman, the latest person to come out and hammer the officiating, and the officiating is part of this conversation about the totality of the product. Here's an unpopular opinion, or maybe it's just logic. I don't know, or perhaps it's somewhere in between. I don't think NFL officiating is worse than in the past. I don't, especially compared to decades ago. We are just afforded technology and in real time in our living rooms on the broadcast that we never were before, and it warps our logic into thinking there are more bad calls. There's not. There aren't more bad calls. At least that's my opinion. We just have it zoomed in. We have it so slow, and we have all of that right there, and it's shown to us a hundred times. Those guys get one chance at real-time speed. And to what he spoke to, what Aikman spoke to right there, it's this. That technology hovers over those officials' heads in real time. Okay? So they are sitting there. They are making a call. They are on the field. And they are so afraid, it seems like, to be exposed. They just can't react anymore. They just can't make a call. They're so worried and, and anxious about making the wrong call that now what they do is make the call in which it feels like they can review or go look at or can elongate. And that part of it sucks too. My man Daryl's in Houston. H-Town, my guy. Hello, Daryl. What's up, Colin? Happy holidays to you, my brother. You too, as always. How's everything with you? Oh, everything's good, man. I can't complain. Just trying to get out and have me. I had out myself for, for a few. But real quick, on, on a couple of points, uh, the viewership or the number that you 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 put out there at four percent. I don't know. I didn't hear the gist of that. But I will say this: the, it's four percent. It's a four percent spike if you take out the Amazon Prime game. Okay, got you. So let me say this now: there's two variables, and you and I can agree on this, Colin. That you got now, you have fantasy football and accelerated gambling. No more under the table. It's all on board. So people are not watching games more than, more than they're watching players and they're watching point spreads. Because let's get the, you know, the games stink. They just absolutely do. You know, back in our day, Colin, we watched games from noon to 8, 9 o'clock at night on a Sunday. Now I don't even worry about some of the late games because they're not, they're no, there's no interest to me. And in regards to the penalty situation, I respectfully disagree. They're having the issue of having too much to determine and not – and that's what's make, making the calls look egregious. Let's trim down some of these, trim down some of these, these penalties, or trim down some of these interpretations, or just penalties on a whole. I see. Like, I don't think we disagree. Where I can oh, meet okay. you here, Daryl, is this, and I think we disagree in the interim. I don't think we disagree for the long haul. If for the long okay. haul, where you and I agree is this: 
There are far too many rules. They're too complicated. They're too nuanced, and they have too many layers. They need to be streamlined. And, and, and you make a good point, and, and it's, it is visible to – we got, you know, HD and 4K and all that stuff. And, it's, and they, you're right. They just don't know what to call because it's just so much – it's just nebulous. It's just like, is he in the hit zone? Did he get out? I mean, legal, we, we see a legal man downfield on a play, a quick, you know, screen pass to the receiver. I mean, he has nothing to do with the play, but they're calling it. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that go on. I, I think the game stinks. I just don't think they're very entertaining. And it's, it's gotten to the point of this, Colin. I'll leave, it, leave you mm-hmm. with this. It's gotten to the point where the, even the announcers have put in their vernacular, no flags. Well, they play, no flags. Let me ask you they something before you hang that. up. Let me ask you something okay. before you hang up. I don't think, okay. Daryl, that this would fix it. But I do think that this would offer something additional in our coverage and in our game that would, that would help us. I think the white cap, because now gambling is such a big deal, I think mm-hmm. the white cap should have to have a media availability after every game. I, I, man, you took, man, you said a mouthful with that. You, I, I think you have to. You have to. I think you absolutely have to because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta at least give the impression that there's some integrity in your football games. Because once you lose that, once people are thinking that the games is not really on board, then this when you're going to have some real issues. Betting's going to go down. The, so, and a lot of people are already starting that narrative. It, it might sound crazy that they think games are fixed, but a lot of people starting that narrative, and I agree with you 100%, that they definitely need to have that available. And they also need to do this, Colin, before I let you go. They also need to let us know if a referee or umpire will never makes a mistake that's so bad that there's some ramifications to that. There's some punishment to that. You can't keep running the same crews out here with 15, 20, 30 penalties in a game and there's nothing that you keep seeing them every week. I agree. For them messing up? I agree. You have a happy holiday if I don't talk to you before, brother. As always, great to talk to you, Daryl. And uh, be, be safe. safe man. All right, you there he is. One of the best. What Hall of Fame talk show caller, Daryl, in Houston. I mean that. I don't know how much it would accomplish, right? But for a white cap, for the head official to sit there up at a podium, I don't want him crowded in some hallway somewhere. Be comfortable, sit up there, have a Gatorade. Hell, put that Gatorade or that Powerade out there. Get another corporate sponsorship. Bang! Let's go. Product placement. Have that there. Have him pull his cap back a little bit and pull up a big piece of chair and talk. And just say, hey, we just need 10 minutes of your time. The assembled media is there. I think it would help some. I don't know that it would hurt. I think it would absolutely help. More of your calls next, 412-928-9370. Mike DeFabo, top of the hour. One voice said something about Mike Tomlin, and there was something that was out there that you say, eh, I don't know how much I should pay attention. When this guy talks, and particularly when it involves Tomlin, my ears perk up, and I'll tell you who that is, and you'll hear it coming up in just a moment. Wonderful night in western Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining me right here on The Fan. 644 on your Tuesday evening. Um, We'll get to one voice that I heard say something about Mike Tomlin that you have to pay attention to in just a minute. Not to bore you, but, you know, I bore you for four and a half hours anyway. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever had a labrum tear in their shoulder. I do. A a doctor diagnosed me yesterday. She was looking at it. She's like, yeah, have you torn labral tear, small labral tear, whatever. It hurts like hell when you're not doing anything. Like when I go to sleep at night, it feels like a big scab forms inside my shoulder 
in the least little movement, I feel like I'm ripping it open and it hurts. When I'm doing a bunch of stuff, it doesn't hurt. But that, like right now, I've just been sitting in this chair doing the radio show. When I go to raise my arm over my head, it hurts. But if I were to just go out running around and doing a bunch of stuff, it wouldn't really hurt. But whenever there's inactivity for a while, man, it just gets on you. I don't suggest having a labral tear in your shoulder because I have a pretty high threshold for pain. It's it's a real nuisance, and it hurts like hell when you're just sitting around. Anyway, 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. We'll continue to take your calls on the state of the National Football League and just how much um, – just how much parody there is and if you like it or not. But this is something that you must pay attention to. Jay Glazer, a lot of times, has an in with everything Mike Tomlin. Jay Glazer says something and you go, oh, I wonder who the source was. Or I wonder where he got it from. Well, I can tell you, from Mike Tomlin. That's one of his guys. So listen to what Jay Glazer said, and this was sort of unsolicited, on... Mike Tomlin potentially being traded. Mike Tom- Tomlin well was available. There would be teams probably willing to get rid of, their, rid of their own head coach to bring in a Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is, when you talk to other head coaches in this league, he is like the guy. He is grandpapa. He is the one they all look up to. And he has done an incredible job over the years. I mean, to never have a losing season it's is incredible. absolutely it's, ridiculous. It's the yeah. best streak going in pro right. football. In my and, and he doesn't have an ego when it comes to personnel. It's like, hey, whoever we got, hey, we're going to go with him. And, and you can see how much he obviously keeps inside that, that locker room there. But I'm telling you, if Mike Tomlin was available, there would be teams lining up. Even if he's not available yet, teams should be calling, try to trade for Mike Tomlin. Yes. Hey, Washington, yeah. he's from Virginia. Perfect. Like, I'm, I'm at least giving it a shot. I'm trying for it. If you want a guy like, I mean, if they decide to move on from Ron Rivera, man, you got to swing away for a guy like that. If he could be, if he's on the hot seat, swing away. Mike Tomlin is, he is, like I said, uh, amongst his peers, he is the guy. Noted Mike Tomlin mouthpiece, Jay Glazer getting it out there, and mentioning a specific team. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen. It's not a something, but it's not a nothing. That's where I am with it. Follow me on that. It's not a big something, but it's definitely not a a nothing. It falls in between there. On a 1 to 10 scale, on a 0 to 10 scale, 0 being no news, 10 being imminent, it's going to happen, it's a one and a half, maybe a two. And if a lot of other people in the world said those exact same words, it'd be a .5 or a zero. But it's Jay Glazer. And Jay Glazer is a guy that gets information, as we've seen in the past, directly from Mike Tomlin. So it's more than a nothing. It's not a gigantic something, but it's more than a nothing. Mike's in Allison Park. Hi, Mike. Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call, man. Hey, just wanted to say on the note of what is going to get Mike Tomlin eventually um, taken out of town, that ridiculous comment, I know we're going back a little bit, but it kind of pertains to what you're covering tonight. That ridiculous comment about the Deontay Johnson uh, not reviewing it two weeks ago, here's the thing. Beyond that being embarrassing for a head coach and a person in his position, the Roonies are watching how he – basically comports himself and his pride and his hubris. And what I'm getting at is you got a franchise that created and champions the Rooney role. You got a franchise that put Mike Tomlin on the competition committee, an appropriate response in that position would have been, Hey, I had my guy in a booth review it. 
we did or didn't pursue, you know, throwing the flag on it for these reasons. But guess what? The fact that the playing field isn't level in these conditions, whether you're home or away, we're going to look into that. And that's something the NFL needs to look into, and I'm going to bring that under advisement. That's the kind of thing a professional coach that's representing his franchise properly would have said. But his arrogance and his pride, I'm one fan that's going to say, is being noted by the Rooney. So now I'll step back and let you comment. Thank you for the call. I don't think that they note that one bit. I don't. I think in all of this, what we're seeing, you know, there's a big misconception out there, and I'll say it, a gigantic misconception, and it's that, and you didn't make this, but a lot of people are. You actually made the opposite point. They're paying a lot of attention. There's a lot of people saying that Art Rooney II is asleep. He doesn't pay attention. It's not that at all. I know this for a fact, straight away. Art Rooney cares deeply, deeply. He cares about the fortunes of this franchise, and he cares about this team a ton. That's not a guess. I know that. The one thing that Art Rooney has, though, is this fierce loyalty, right? And right now, that's come into question. Well, how long will we be loyal to Mike Tom? There's never one second in his being, in his fiber, that Art doesn't care. He cares as much as you and I. He cares as much as a fan sitting up in the 500 section. He, he just absolutely positively does. Wes is in Carnegie. Hi, Wes. Hey, Colin. I hey, wanted to comment real quick about the whole labrum thing oh. back in 2010. Had the same injury. Yeah. Um, and actually, my surgery depended on whether or not Pitt made a bowl game that year. Okay. Um, I'm not getting which, surgery. Which, I will do every, whatever. I'm not getting surgery. Well, the issue was that it also caused a cyst in the shoulder, so it was it was just caught, it was double whammy. Oh god! But uh, well, then maybe I will. <laughs> but I thought it was funny that the surgery was contingent on bowl, on Pitt making a bowl game. Why was the doctor like Pitt's team doctor? The doctor was the doctor was Pitt's team doctor, and if they made a bowl game, she'd be able to do my surgery sooner. But if they didn't make a bowl game, then their off season would begin, and she would have to start working on the team players. Interesting. So they didn't make a bowl, or they did. That year, they, they did make a bowl, so I was able to get it uh, three days before Christmas. Wow. And how did that go? Uh, it was pretty quick. The worst part about it was the nerve block they put in my neck. It was a pretty – they had me looking at a screen, and uh, all of a sudden, I just felt this sharp needle go into my neck. Um, yeah, none so of this is happening. I would rather just deal with the – did I describe it correctly where, like, when I let – it feels like a scab is breaking every time you move your arm? Oh, absolutely. At first, I thought it was uh, like a torn rotator cuff because I had no experience with either injury. But, uh, yeah, once the, once I had the MRI done, um, which that was a process in itself, um, yeah, it was it was a torn labrum with a uh, with a cyst had formed in there. Oh, well, I'm just going to keep pulling on these bands and doing this band work and hoping it fixes itself. Well, good luck to you, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about the Steelers? Oh, I was going to say, so uh, as far as the entire NFL goes, I think it's still a great product. People are still going to tune in week after week. I think this year one of the issues has been a lot of these starting quarterbacks uh, going down has has really let some of these teams kind of linger in, uh, I guess you would say, mediocrity, and more teams have kind of hung into the race than normally would had these top-tier quarterbacks like a Joe Burrow and, and some of these guys, if they were still playing, I, I, I don't think they lose as many games. I don't think the race is as tight. Yeah, or Aaron Rodgers going down seven plays into the season or whatever or things like that. Like, I, I agree. And you know what? I like it. It's given me a sense of entertainment. 
It really has. And it does. That's the epicenter of all of this. The epicenter in all of this is the, the few good quarterbacks there are in the league or the, the, the handful of good quarterbacks there are in the league, some of them getting hurt, some of them being injured, and now there's another one with Herbert being out. That's just that's what has happened in this NFL. 412-928-9370. That's 412-928-9370. Dave's in Monroeville. Hi, Dave. Nice to talk to you, Colin. Great to talk to you, Dave. I just had one uh, observation that I hadn't heard anybody else mention. Uh, Mahomes and, and Reed are whining and crying about a call, which it was definitely a correct call, and but they call it ticky-tack and said that they should have been warned by the referee that they needed to be onside. But this is the same team that won a Super Bowl a few months ago on a much more subjective call correct. than that one. No, I'm with you. Like, and here's the thing: there's no subjectivity about offsides. It's a you right. either are or you're not. It's 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 the it's the polar opposite of subjectivity, right? Right. I mean, I I don't know. At least from where I sit, there's a line. You're over it or you're not. You're on the good side or the bad. And here's the thing about Tony and what he did, what he didn't do. When you're 10 years old, you are taught to look over at the official. Ask the official, if, if you're the end guy, ask if you're good, if you're eligible. That's the first thing. The second one, ask if you're on, if you're on side. And you don't just ask. You then wait for a response from him. Yeah, you're good. Or he will actually give you the, like, shimmy, the move back with his hand if you're not on side. And he never did that. He may have said, am I good? He never made eye contact and waited for a response. It's a dead issue. And, you know, the thing about it, what he did to Josh Allen he looks like a jackass. Josh Allen doesn't care. He just won a football game. And then Reed going in the postgame and blowing up the officials. The officiating's been bad a lot, I guess. But he looks like a jackass. And then Mahomes crying about it. He looks like a jackass. They were dead wrong and still complained. And I think that Patrick Mahomes, I don't know where the general public fell on him, but I think that if you were a neutral on Patrick Mahomes, he may have lost a lot of people that were like, eh, I don't know how to feel about Patrick Mahomes. I think he lost some of those people the other night. Mike DeFabo coming up top of the hour. Fan weather right now from Sun Chevrolet. Check out 2023 Silverado 1500s up to $7,500 in rebates. And visit sunchevy.com. Tonight, clear, low 29. Going to be a little cold. Uh, partly sunny skies on Wednesday, high 42, low 26. Temperature in the high 40s to low 50s the rest of the week.